0: Everybody. Welcome back to Sim Center. I'm Kevin Kreppen. I'm really excited about today's interview with the founder and creator of GS Pro, Davor Bokabak. You know him as Treaty on Discord and the Simulator Golf Tour. Now before I get to the interview, let me just ask you a hypothetical. In your day-to-day life, all the choices of software that you have, you've chosen specific ones for your phone or your tablet, your PC at work or at home either because you've picked the software that's the best or what works best for you. Now, imagine if if I said to you, in a year's time from now, you can no longer use any of that software. It's not gonna be an option. Well, that hypothetical was a stark reality for the online golf tour in the fall of 2019, when TrackMan, who had recently purchased Jack Nicklaus Perfect Golf, made the announcement that in a year's time, fall of 2020, anybody who was licensing that software would no longer have that as an option. Well, Davor was a member of the online golf tour and set out to solve a problem that he anticipated in a year's time. Now, the story is really interesting. It actually leads to what we know of as GS Pro today, but that wasn't his original intention to try to create something that has grown into what it is today. His, His goal is actually much more simple than that. So you will hear a couple times in the interview, me thanking Davor for being the first guest on the show. That was the intention, but due to some technical issues that just didn't happen. Um, But we did debut on the 21st with TechBud, and I think everybody would agree that was really an incredible first guest to have on our show. So without any more technical delays or issues, I bring you Davor's story where you've heard the expression, necessity is the mother of all invention. I think you'll find the same thing with his story. Here's my interview with Treaty. What no better place to start than the man that kind of gave us a a venue and an outlet to play our simulator golf. All of us have these very expensive launch monitors. We've invested a lot in our home simulator, and it was roughly somewhere in the September August range of 2019, if I'm if I'm correct, where TrackMan made the business decision to purchase. Uh, Perfect parallels, perfect golf, outright. Now, they, they were nice enough to say to the community, anybody that was paying for a license, you guys have roughly about a year. But in that time frame, around September of 2020, they were going to take that software and make it proprietary specifically for TrackMan users. Kind of a shock to the community. And what was your initial feeling when they first uh, talked about that?
1: Yeah, so if I remember correctly, the the, the first time they they, uh, they they gave us the message, it, it was everything's going to be business as usual. So I think that most of us kind of felt like, yeah, fine, whatever, that was fine. Um, a couple of months later, though, they told everybody that uh, it's not going to be any more uh, perfect gold for for those of us that we signed on. And uh, we knew that there was an end uh, at the horizon. So um uh, I think that most of us felt bad about, you You, you know how it works, right? You, you make an investment, you build up a simulator, and all of a sudden you don't have a simulator software. And uh, for reasons we maybe don't need to go into right now, uh, TGC was not an option for a lot of us. Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with the software. I think software is great, uh, but there are other elements to it, and uh, so that, that, it was a sad day. Um, losing the software but also of course the community and all the people that uh, that we have kind of you you get to know over over time and yeah
0: well that's a that's a huge point because even if there was another viable piece of software it's everything else about home simulation that is built up around what the online golf tour was before for me i used to have uh, a full swing golf simulator which at the time it's all i knew and i enjoyed it but it wasn't until i discovered what the community around that was built around perfect golf and the online golf tour until i realized how much that competition and the community around that was important so even if there was another software piece of software out there to replace perfect golf it was how much infrastructure was built into the online golf tour that i think everybody was kind of in shock like wait what what are we going to do because it's one component of the software and then the competition end of it so what was your initial impression of okay i have this launch monitor what am i going to do and I, I think we can get into where we are now with gs pro from from what you did initially
1: uh, yeah, So this this was uh, it was a process right so I, I actually i've been programming things and i'm actually i'm, I'm on a, um, my, my base education and my work is around electronics design so i'm a system architect for semiconductors but I've done software all my life, so just for fun, I thought that, well, at least I need a driving range for my golf simulator in my garage. So how hard can it be? So that's actually how I started. I I had trajectory algorithms, and and I opened up Unity and started programming and and, and built the driving range for myself. That was, that was basically how everything started. That I had absolutely no intentions of building what we have later on built. This is kind of, uh, as many other things in life, I think that you, you kind of stumble into it. It's, it's not a plan, but, but you kind of stumble into it, and one thing gives an, one thing, and then people start asking for it. and, and so, so I think that I built my driving range, and then... Uh, I used Perfect Parallels golf courses, which are not theirs, but they, they were designed by other people, like for example, me. So yeah. I, I used a, a course that I designed and uh, I showed it to some people and, and, and yeah, that, that's how it started. So what I find mind
0: blowing for, everybody has their own talent, their career, whatever they're into, but to me, all of us, software touches all of our lives in some capacity, whether it be Microsoft Office, Or Google products whatever it is to me the mind-blowing thing for what you set out to do initially for a driving range Was to have this piece of software that was integral to to our entertainment kind of taken away and you you built something initially just for a driving range that has grown into a full-blown program that is already by far better than any of the physics and graphics that are out there did you ever initially think about when you're making the driving range, it was going to grow to what it is right now and continuing every day to get better?
1: I think this is yet another one of those things that many of us we, we could re- can relate to. I mean, if a lot of the things and the projects that we take on and that we do in life, we do just because we have no clue how much work it is, right? So if somebody would have told me and I would have known where this is going, I wouldn't have done it the thousands and thousands of hours spent, which, yeah. So actually, the the reason I did it was because I didn't have any plan of doing anything like this. And that's number one. Number two is I had no clue how much work it was. This is is one of those things where it's an insane amount of hours spent. And this is not something you would do if you knew about it upfront, I think at least.
0: Sure, and that brings me to kind of the next point of, Initially, this was just you, if I'm not mistaking, doing the driving range, expanding a little bit beyond to, to use already built courses. Uh, I think there probably is a little bit of a conversion or some way to tie that in. But now you've brought on, I don't know how many people you can get into that, but how much, how much has it, have the software developed now that you have a collaboration of people to take some of the workload Brainstorm a little bit, take some community ideas, and implement those into now a full-fledged working uh, piece of software.
1: Oh my gosh! I think it was—you could say it was—it was done in steps. In the in the sense that I first had to prove the, that I could do the game, so so the physics and everything else that was around that. Starting off using actually perfect parallel. Uh, tool design courses, courses that were designed by the community and by myself and by others. Uh, So so that was kind of step number one. Uh, Step number two was uh, um, to move away from anything that had to do with Perfect Parallel and and do our own uh, design courses with our own tools and so on and so forth. And this is where the community kind of came in big time. Because there's absolutely no doubt about that, that if this would have been up to me only, uh, this would never have happened. I mean, I, I, I did the gaming software by myself, but uh, that wasn't enough, right? Because Perfect Parallel TrackMan would have never allowed us to use the courses uh, the way that was done initially so if the guys wouldn't have stepped up the design team uh, uh, um, then uh, i mean there would be no gs pro that there is absolutely no doubt about that
0: so if i'm understanding correctly the process was basically you had to come up with the the basis for the software what gs pro started as with a drive range expanding to an early alpha of a playable game with courses that existed that infrastructure obviously had to develop, implement different physics. I think early on you guys called them recipes as far as trying how a ball reacts on different surfaces. And that's I'm sure a constant, um, tweak and development. Initially you guys borrowed the old perfect parallel courses, converted them. I, I think that there's a process that you guys had to convert those. So there wasn't as much work to scrap all that effort and, and time into every course to sort of convert them. And then there was a full blown transition to a completely new build engine. Is that all basically the the process that happened over that first year, year and a half? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah that, 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 that is a simplification of it. But yeah, in, in essence, it was three three steps. Started off initially using the Perfect Power courses as is. I mean, the courses that was designed by community and that we kind of felt that we owned uh, but yeah the, the, <laughs> i don't know what the lawyers would say about that but in any case we then later on moved on to convert those courses into uh, a newer version of unity and then as a final third step was scrap everything and then build design tools and courses from scratch with zero content from uh, from uh, anything that uh, existed uh, prior
0: yeah, and I definitely am um, looking forward to having on uh, TechBud and some other designers to, to speak about, from their standpoint, um, the tools that they wanted. Uh, they had been building, probably going back to Lynx Golf. I mean, I know Lynx had a, an initial Arnold Palmer course designer built in, and there was a whole community for that. And I'm sure some of those designers, and I believe actually the designers of Perfect Parallel, came from Lynx Golf before they did Perfect Parallel. So was there a, a set of tools that the, the designers said, not only do we have to be able to build courses, but these are the tools that we want to be able to build into our platform when we make courses. Was that a long list? Was was it something specific that they they needed to have? Yeah, it, it was.
1: I, I'm, I'm, and there are a couple of key people that we are going to uh, allow on the show to speak about this because they can speak about it much more much more intelligently than I can because I. I have, have haven't had much to do with the development of those tools, a little bit, but I think that what uh, um, what is what is special about what what has been done for the design tools is um, the people that have been uh, involved in in this have always valued the artistic creativity being able to have absolutely zero constraints and design whatever it is that you want to design and this is how these tools have been made that means that anybody can click a little bit in tgc and and create a course because that tool is made for for a different purpose from a slightly different angle the gs pro tool set is made for professional designers if you can say the people that are very, very experienced, right? That wanna that have no constraints. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a different way of, of, of yeah, uh, lo- lo- looking at so- solving uh, problems. So the tools are brand new. Uh, and the people that are involved in developing them, especially one of the guys, uh, they have, I don't know, 20 years of experience designing courses. So this is not, uh, this is not like me starting to learn how to code games, right? These, these guys have been at it for a long, long, long time. They know what they're doing.
0: Right, and the work shows. I mean, this is just a still, uh, we're recording this right around the Players' Championship, and this is just a still from the Island at 17, and just the latest release of the detail in this. And this, like I said, is, is a still image, but the detail, the refl- reflection of the water, the skies, just spectacular, and just the most recent update. It, it really is amazing and impressive what you guys have done.
1: Yeah, and, and and for that particular project and that course, I can take zero credit. <laughs> this was 100 percent done by the by the guys, and and, and again, as I said, uh, uh, the, without what they have done, there will be no there would be no GS Pro, and uh, if if you only knew what we have planned. And we, <laughs> the, there are so many really, really amazing things in the pipeline. It is just a matter of, um, yeah, uh, are we going to survive under this way of working, right? Because everybody's working like there's no tomorrow. So sure, we we'll You
0: guys are basically working more than two jobs, your, your career and then this part-time job, which I know is now a paid for software, but it's still an incredible amount of work. and. We all benefit from it, I, I think I can speak for everybody to say thank you so much for what you guys are doing and continue to do. Um, for me personally, uh, my brother and I live about 10 hours away and I've gotten to play hundreds of round, rounds of golf with my brother um, through GS Pro and the online golf tour, so or the simulator golf tour, so thank you guys. Uh, we look forward to what's coming out soon. Um, if you have a couple minutes, I'd love to do real quick, rapid fire with you, let people get to know a little sure. bit about you beyond just what you're doing for us with GS Pro. All right, let's get started. Uh, Dever, you're born where? I'm born in in Sweden. And that's where you live uh, now, right? On the
1: the East Coast.
0: All right then, um, your favorite real course that you've played?
1: (sighs) That has to be uh, TPC San Antonio. Okay, very nice. Um, sim course.
0: Now I know you have designed some courses. Do you have a favorite that you let, is your go-to if you're, you're going to play around a
1: round of golf? Uh, I would say now <laughs> I've only played the TPC Sogras once, so that's probably going to become the new favorite. But if I had to uh, have to choose one uh, of the ones that I have played before, Castle Heights. Castle Heights. Uh,
0: what
1: country is that in? And no no i I think that's a fantasy course oh, I'm, okay. I'm, okay. I thought the question was g s Pro course right or sim course I, I, yeah I guess sim course but yeah any of them yeah. and yeah because the in real course that that's TPC San Antonio. that that's that's the yeah that's the best course I've ever played i'm not, I'm not one of those guys that have traveled the world right and played everywhere so right and that's kind of
0: the advantage of sim golf is we get to play some of the best venues in the world and not have to pay five hundred dollars at Pebble Beach um from Sweden, uh, favorite golfer. I assume that, that would be one of the
1: sw- uh, famous famous Swedish golfers. Uh, yeah, definitely. Mr. Stenson, of course. Uh, Henrik Stenson, 2000,
0: 2016 Open champion, right?
1: Roel true uh, Yeah, I, th- I think that he that his biggest achievement was uh, uh, the FedEx Cup in, what was that, 13?
0: uh i think 13 yeah yeah so two thousand then uh, then, in this,
1: it's, then he won the open in um, yeah whatever whenever that was in uh 2009 against as well. so that was that was that was an epic battle
0: other notable uh swedish golfers annika of course and uh jesper i think he's got a couple opens as well uh yep. favorite food you're gonna go grab a bite to eat what, what's your favorite food
1: uh, throw some some kind of meat on on the barbecue it doesn't have to be anything fancy i'm, I'm not one of those guys that want to eat out uh in, in expensive expensive restaurants i think that the most important part is the the company right so whatever put it on the barbecue have some good people and a, a few beers and that's it
0: absolutely all right well and then with a couple of golf questions um your favorite yardage your least favorite yardage
1: yeah, I think that my favorite yardage is the one I, I try to lay up to is 95 meters. And uh, any, anything around 50 meters where you have to do like a half or three quarter wedge swing, that, that typically um, starts get, gets my hands shaking. So that, that, I really hate that. Yeah. When that, that. Whenever I have that yardage left, that's considered to be a, uh, a mistake. Don't know why because it's mental and this is one of those things right shouldn't be a problem but but it right. is it is Alright deborah last question um your screen name
0: Discord maybe elsewhere
1: treaty T R E T E E is there a story behind yeah. that where how did that come about <laughs> i think the story behind that is again pretty common for a lot of people you you join discord and it asks you for a username and you type in one it says it's taken and you type in another one it's taken and then you kind of get sick of it and just make up something ridiculous that you know it's not going to be taken that's how it came about
0: well at least your name is something i can actually say on the air there are some that maybe aren't I might just use their first name. When we have yeah, show.
1: I, I, try to, I try to keep it uh, pronounceable. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Dan, again, yeah, but, but I just want to thank how you. That's it for, came about. Yeah.
0: Again, I want to thank you for coming on the show, being our very first guest here on SimCenter. Thank you for everything you and the rest of the community are doing to to build this software and give us a, a, a place to play. So thank you. We look forward to having you on, on the show again sometime down the road. Thanks.
1: Pleasure being here.
0: I know, right? Kind of hard to believe that the GS Pro that we know today really just started out as trying to create a basic driving range. Okay, I said earlier that I was going to have an announcement. So starting this Saturday before Masters Week, we're gonna debut SimCenter tournament previews. This is going to be a preview for the Simulator Golf Tour for the next week's event. We're gonna tell you about the course, the conditions as far as fairways and greens, the pin locations, and when wind is introduced into the game, we'll tell you about that as well. We'll give you some video of some of the key holes as far as maybe some birdie opportunities or some pin locations you might want to be a little bit more careful of. Again, that debuts the Saturday before Masters Week. All right, just about wrapping up here, but before I go, let me tell you a real quick story. So when I used to be a director at the Golf Channel, I would work with Brian Hammonds on Golf Central. And Brian would end the Golf Centrals by saying something to the effect of, with his co-host, for, say, Jennifer Mills, I'm Brian Hammonds. Until next time, keep it in the short grass. Well, we know in the GS Pro world, if you're in the light rough or the fairway, you're still going to have a good chance to kind of go at the pins and make birdies. You get into that deep rough, though, we know that's no joke. You're not going to have many opportunities for birdie, and you're probably not going for two too many par fives in two so to wrap up today's show i'm going to borrow a little bit of uh brian's tagline and say i really want to thank uh davor treaty for coming on the show and sharing his story with us um please make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons and that just about wraps it up for this edition of sim center thank you everybody for watching and until next time keep it out of the deep rough